Your spring is about to get a lot more power with the Home Depot. Get gas-like power from mowing, trimming, and blowing with the Ryobi 18-volt OnePlus system starting at just $89. Mowing power that can take on a third of an acre with one charge. Trimming power with up to two hours of runtime. And blowing power with 110 miles per hour of clearing force. All in one interchangeable battery. Get cordless gas-like power for the entire lawn with the Ryobi 18-volt OnePlus system. Only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Welcome to the Betting Above the Rim podcast. Today's date, Valentine's Day, February 14th, episode 29 of today's podcast. And I figured we'd do something a little bit different to start. We're going to go with three topics, or four, but Three and four kind of linked together. First off, as a longtime suffering Nick fan, I'm going to give you the five players that broke my heart the most as a Nick fan since I've been alive. Next, we'll look at the triple double by Webb and Yama a couple nights ago with blocks. How much has this game grown and what is the ceiling for Webb and Yama? Third, last night they retired Shaq's jersey. I'm going to talk about Shaq's impact with the Orlando Magic and lead it right into my bench and my starting five for Orlando. Welcome to the Betting Above the Rim podcast, and let's get started as a Knicks fan. And I'll tell you, folks, as a Knicks fan, it's rough. I know it's been orange and blue skies this year, but they've given me pain over the years. So these five people have given me so much pain sleepless nights as a Knicks fan. And we're going to kind of focus in that area of the early 90s to the last time the Knicks were really relevant. That would be the Carmelo Amari Stoudemire era with Mike Woodson as the head coach. And let's get started with Reggie Miller. Hall of Famer, 18.2 points per game. What a great shooter. Five-time All-Star, three-time NBA and, all, I mean, can we just talk about some of the things that Reggie Miller has done? And, folks, the crazy thing about this is, is I can do this off the top of my head. I don't even have to go and look at notes with this because this is how ingrained this stuff is in my head. How about with Reggie Miller? The 25-point third quarter performance against the Knicks in 95 playoffs when he gave the choke sign to Spike Lee and every Knicks fan wanted to kick Spike Lee's ass because he was talking way too much junk during that game. How about the eight points and, I think, six seconds, game one, 1995, hits a three. Then he pushes Greg Anthony to the ground. I don't know how they call a foul on that one. And then he turns around, gets a three, hits another one, then gets fouled later on. It's two free throws and a game one upset at MSG, which ended up with the Pacers finally beating the Knicks in seven games. That is the infamous Patrick Ewing missed finger roll at the buzzer. And while Reggie has killed the Knicks, there's been a respect factor, I think, that has come along 
with Reggie because I think Reggie embraced the role of being a villain. So you young kids, I think about like when Trey Young goes to the garden and makes big performances, think about 20 years before and doing it year after year after year. That was Reggie Miller in the playoffs and some of the great battles that the Knicks and the Pacers had. Next up, I mean, you got to go Mike, right? You got to go with Michael Jordan, all-time greatest player of all time, 14-time All-Star, six-time champion, five-time MVP, six-time finals MVP, 30-point per game in his career, Hall of Famer. And, I mean, oh, my Lord. The Knicks never beat Jordan in the playoffs. Let me repeat that. The Knicks never beat Michael Jordan once in the playoffs. And he knocked him out nearly every year. I remember when they got Riley, and we thought this was the team. And we and here, remember, folks, 1994, Knicks are the one seed. They win games one and two in MSG. Everybody thinks this is a downfall of the, of the Bulls, right? You know, the I'm sorry, not, I'm sorry, 1993 playoffs. I should say 94, 1993 playoffs. And then what happens? The articles in the Daily News and the New York Post about Michael Jordan going to Atlantic City in between Game One and Game Two. Well, that done woke Michael Jordan up because Michael Jordan was probably ready to retire at that point anyway. Remember that 54 piece he gave them in game four? Yeah, the Knicks never won a game the rest of the series. How about when he retired? He came back in 95. The double nickel game, 55-point performance that he had. And the fact that every year Patrick Union used to say, this is our year. This is our year. And it never was New York's year. You know when it was New York's year? Do you know when the two times that the Knicks went to the finals when George, when when uh, when Patrick Ewing, ready, ninety four, the year that uh, Mike did not play because he retired in ninety three for a little bit, came back during the ninety five season, right, and ninety nine, the year after Jordan retired the second time from the Bulls after the second three peat. No matter what the Knicks did, no matter who they brought in, you know Gerald Wilkins, John Starks. I mean. Derek Harper, Greg, they, they, Jesus, they could put anybody on Jordan. Jordan would roast the Knicks, and he is the biggest reason why the New York Knicks have not won an NBA championship since 1973. Third on the list, P.J. Brown. You're going to say, who? P.J. Brown, and that picture of P.J. Brown is from when he's with the Celtics, but P.J. Brown is part of one of the most notorious fights in the history of the NBA playoffs. I will take you to 1998, I do believe. 90 or 97. Knicks and Heat are involved in a crazy rivalry. If you remember, folks, uh, that's back in the day when uh, Pat Riley was the coach of the Knicks at one point, left on a fax letter in 1995, and that he turned around and he went to Miami and he was like Benedict Arnold. Well, they had some wars with Van Gundy, right? And obviously as the coach of the Knicks at that point, who was his assistant. But I'll take you back. Pete, May 
1997, game number five of the Eastern Conference, I do believe, semifinals. And they get, there is a fight at the end of the court where P.J. Brown flips over Charlie Ward, all hell breaks loose. Well, the Knicks got guys that run onto the floor and get involved into the fight. And it led to ejections and suspensions. And it really changed a lot of what the NBA does and how they deal with, um, you know, fighting and, and, and how you're supposed to um, can't leave the bench or anything like that. And if I remember right, uh, the fight took place at game five, but then what you had is a bunch of Knicks were suspended for parts of game six and game seven, right? In game seven, I think, or five Knicks got suspended. Ewing, Houston, Starks, Larry Johnson, Charlie Ward. So the Knicks lost game six and game seven, and out of their five guys, you got to realize, folks, those were five out of their top six guys got suspended over the course of that series. New York was up three games to two. They lost it four games to three. I'll never forget, forgive P.J. Brown for what he did to my New York Knicks. Next up on the list, Steph Curry. You're like, wait, what? Steph Curry? Do you know why, folks? When Steph Curry was drafted in the NBA, and we we can sit there and talk about the accolades of Steph Curry, 10-time All-Star, four-time NBA champion. We know a finals MVP in 21-22. Phenomenal career. He was the number seven pick of the NBA draft. Do you know who had number eight? The Knicks. And the Knicks took, drumroll please, Jordan Hill. I mean, <laughs> you, you you talk about you-know-what to, 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 to sugar, to you-know-what, or backwards, I can't say it, but they took Jordan Hill. Now, they could have took DeMar DeRozan right after that, right? who obviously had a great career. They got to Drew Holiday, who went 17th that year. There were so many great players that have come out of that draft. But Steph Curry, and if you watch, you ask people, he actually wanted to go to New York. And New York did not win the lottery. Obviously, they got the eighth draft pick. They drafted Jordan Hill. Steph has done Steph, and the Knicks have done the Knicks. Last up on my list, I'll give you another name. You're like, who? Folks, Roy Hibbert. You're like, what? Who, who, who the hell is Roy Hibbert? And I want to go back to the great series that took place between the Knicks and the Pacers. And I would call it the Black Herd around the world. Knicks are, let's put it to you. Let me let me paint the scenario for you. Right? The Knicks are in a battle with the Pacers. 5 minutes left. 
Knicks are up by two. Carmelo beats Paul George baseline. Oh, here comes a dunk. 94-90 lead. Knicks go. Boom. They win. And then that would be the turning point of the series. There's only one problem. Roy Hibbert met him at the rim. He met him at the rim. Pacers go on and outscored the Knicks 16-7. And that was the end of the series. And that was the last time, folks, before this run that Tibbs has got with the Knicks, where the Knicks were even relevant as a franchise. I've still got pain. Roy Hibbert. Roy Hibbert cost my Knicks probably the best season they've had until we've gotten to the Tibbs-Jalen-Brunton era. So those are the guys that broke my heart. Another guy that kind of broke my heart is Webinyama. Because I wish he was on the Knicks. And look at this performance on Webinyama a couple of nights ago. 27 points, 5 rebounds, 14, re- uh, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, and 10 block shots. First rookie since 1990 to get a triple-double with blocks. Last player to record a triple-double with blocks was Clint Capella two years ago. And the game of Victor Wabanyama, folks, continues to accelerate. And he has been so good for San Antonio. And, folks, we don't even talk about Rookie of the Year award anymore. Like, it's Wabanyama. Kenya, 20.4 points per game, 10.1 rebounds, 3.2 assists, 3.2 blocks. Right? But it's the play of Wabanyama, you know, as of late, what he has done, you know, particularly that month of January when he gave you 24 points per game, 9.6 rebounds, 3.3 assists, 3.3 blocks. For a San Antonio team, has played better. Now, folks, part of this can be about the fact that they have put Calvin Johnson to the bench and have given Webinyama more time. Folks, Victor Webinyama is a generational talent. And I will say this, Victor Webinyama could go down one of the greatest basketball players of all time. He is a freak of nature. He is Haley's Comet. He is the unicorn. He is the alien. He is whatever you want to call him. There's been nothing like him. And his play has been fantastic. And it's the reason why Pops looks so damn young now is because it'll play of Victor Webiyama. Fantastic performance by Wemby. Let's end this on a, on a two-part segment. And let's first talk about Shaquille O'Neal, a.k.a. the big Aristotle, a.k.a. the big legendary, a.k.a. Shaq Fu, a.k.a. Shaq Diesel, a.k.a. the Diesel, whatever you want to call him. Shaquille O'Neal's career has been absolutely fantastic. I want to take away the Cleveland-Boston years and just stick with the Orlando Lakers heat career. Shaq with Miami was that, and I'm sorry, Orlando was absolutely fantastic. Getting you 27.2 points per game, 12.5 rebounds, 2.8 blocks, 58% from the floor, four-time All-Star. Rookie of the year, three-time All-NBA. Folks, he was three-time All-NBA. And think about when he played, folks. Shaq, Ewing, Robinson, Olajuwon. There's Olajuwon right there. 
Alonzo Mourning. And this guy was all NBA from year two. And how dominant Shaq was getting the Orlando Magic to the NBA Finals in 1995. And what a delight to watch Shaq play. Not just for, for how dominant he was, but he did it with a smile and a pizzazz and a, and a he, he made it fun, right? Yes, he couldn't make free throws. I don't care. Shaquille O'Neal, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, and shout out to the Orlando Magic for retiring Shaq's number 32 and being the first Orlando Magic to have his number retired. So with that, let's go and let's end today's podcast with my all-time lineup for the Orlando Magic, starting with the bench. Now, this was tough, folks. I went back and forth. With the bench, I went with Dwight Howard. Eight seasons, 18.4 points per game, 13 rebounds, led the NBA in rebounding four times, blocks twice, six-time All-NBA, five-time All-Defensive, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, took Orlando to an NBA Finals. Dwight Howard, absolutely fantastic uh, career that he had. And one of these players that, you know, I look at some of these centers like, if he didn't have the bad back, if Patrick Ewing didn't have the bad knees, I would have loved to have seen what Dwight Howard's career would have been for his totality. Obviously, Dwight Howard, fantastic career with the Orlando Magic. Next up, Richard Lewis, four seasons at 16.3 points per game, 5.1 rebounds, 42% from the, 44% from the floor, 40 from three. One-time All-Star. Folks, Richard Lewis... I'm going to explain this to you, the young kids, was the original stretch four, right? A four that can take you inside off the bounce, but can really shoot the ball from three. A very underrated player, only played four seasons in Orlando. Remember, he started his career with the Seattle Supersonics. How about this point guard? How about Scott Skiles? Guys may not have heard of him, only five seasons, first five years in the NBA. 12.9 12.9 points per game, 7.2 assists, 38% shooting from three. Really smart cerebral player. 1991 most improved player. Ended up being an NBA coach. I do believe we're Orlando, I'm not mistaken. And was a starting point guard before Penny Hardaway got there. And he did have a, a game where he got 30. Maybe we should do it this way. 30 assists in the game. Scotty Skiles. How about 3D? Dennis Scott. Seven seasons, 14.8 points per game, 40.3% shooter, all rookie, 1991. Part of one of the great college nickname teams of all time, Lethal Weapon 3. It was right when Lethal Weapon 3 just came out, and it was him, Brian Oliver, and Kenny Anderson at Georgia Tech for the great Bobby Kremitz. Dennis Scott, one of the great, great shooters of the early to mid-1990s. And the, How about another big? How about Nikola Busevich? Now, you think about him in his game with Chicago. Remember, folks, this is a nine seasons he played in Orlando. 17.6 points per game, 10.8 rebounds per game, one-time All-Star. Let's go to the starting lineup. At the point, Anthony Penny Hardaway. Kids, you may know him as the coach of Memphis. I know him as an unbelievable point guard. What, like, he was... An athletic Magic Johnson. How about that? He was Magic Johnson, but more belts in his game. 
not as great as a passer, but very underrated passer, I would say. Six seasons, 19 points per game, 6.3 assists per game, 4.7 rebounds, four-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA, NBA All-Rookie Team. And I will say this, if Shaq and Penny did not break up, along with Dennis Scott, who's on that team, along with the next guy on his team, I'm about to mention, they would have won an NBA championship. They, 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 they panicked. They panicked after getting to the finals in 95, getting swept by 96 by the Bulls, and then Shaq was gone, and Shaq was on his way to the Lakers. I think it's one of Shaq's biggest regrets. Pretty good documentary that ESPN did on, on that. Uh, Nick Anderson at the two, 10 seasons, 15.4 points per game, 36.3% from three. Nick Anderson was a very, very good player, very underrated player, and he gets noted for his four missed free throws in game one of icing the 1995 finals versus the Houston Rockets. And Nick Anderson was a fantastic player, could shoot the ball, and just a shame. With the Sacramento, had a good career, but it's a shame what happened to him after that kind of that kind of roller coaster of game one. Kind of, uh, I guess they, they call it the yips in baseball. Kind of got the yips with shooting the ball after that situation. At the three, T-Mac. Oh, these four years were fantastic. 28.1 points per game, seven rebounds, 5.2 assists, all-star all four years, all-NBA all four years, two-time scoring champion. When he left Toronto to get his own team from Vince Carter, he was absolutely fantastic. And he became that next superstar as Penny and Shaq had left. Tracy McGrady, another player, if he didn't have injuries, all-time, all-time great. At the four, Hidu Turkoglu, eight seasons, 14.5 points per game. People remember Hidu Turkoglu. Very, very good player. People know more for his time with Sacramento. Was very, very good uh, with the Orlando Magic. And lastly, Shaquille O'Neal. I've already talked to him about him. 27.2 points per game, 12.5 rebounds per game. Shaq Foos. Once again, bench. Dwight Howard, Rashard Lewis, Scotty Skiles, Dennis Scott, Nikola Vucevic. Starters, Penny Hardaway, Nick Anderson, Tracy McGrady, Hedo Turkoglu, and Shaquille O'Neal. This has been Betting Above the Rim Podcast, episode 29. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. And for all your information, folks, there's nothing better than the Sports Grid app. Everything that you need, pregame, in-game, post-game, props and predictions and more from the very best in the sports gambling business make sure you go download that app next episode will be next week on monday we'll start to look more into college basketball folks we're getting near march so it's go time i'm going to look to try and get some guests for Vinny and obviously for matt george who do a great job with this podcast i wouldn't do it without him we'll be back next week for another episode of betting above the rim podcast and remember folks it's smarter to be on Sports Grid. Good night. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon Jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with durable colors that last all season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta Sky Miles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. 
You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business.